time ago, an American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this. American people, I think, is good people. They are. They have not to charge with the guilty of all the lies. Welcome back to the Cold War. Actually is the Cold War. It is. I know when we did the Renaissance last week, I said it was the Cold War, but it was actually the Renaissance, and you agreed with me that it was the Cold War, but this time... Quality control. It actually is. The, it, yeah, it actually is the Cold War. I'm actually impressed you picked that up in editing, because... Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no. I, you must have been paying attention well, at some level. Well, I didn't have the beer quite up to the lips yet, so I'm glad I caught that. Fuck a doodle do, everybody. How are you? No, it's been two weeks since we've uh, done the show, yes, buddy. Since uh, and you had your birthday, I had a birthday. in that yes. uh, time. Happy birthday. Thank uh, you. Tell us about your your 54th uh, birthday. Um, not not a lot. No one made a big deal. Uh, everybody's busy with work and school. I think I got a, I got a thermos. A um, little disappointed. Uh, not, not a lot going on. Was oh. it in the shape of a... Dildo or something? <laughs> yeah, I'm still trying to unscrew the top. Heather said, keep trying. Um, this may be one of the last times that we have to talk to each other. Dramatic pause. On slow internet, they are getting very, very close to hooking mine up. We'll be able to do nude videos, whatever. High speed all the way, baby. Wow. Woo! Wow. Looking for so, That's super exciting. It's only been 19 years. I, I don't think that's too long to wait. Yeah. So we'll see. No. We'll see. We'll I think see. I think that's the sign of uh, uh, a non-failed state. By the way, right. uh, if yes. if at any point during the course of the recording this morning right. you want to say "just shut up, man," <laughs> uh, I'll understand. <laughs> that's clown. I, uh, I was watching. Yeah. I was well, yeah. <laughs> I was watching the debate, and when when uh, when Biden said "just shut up, man," <laughs> I thought, I wonder how. It, I wonder how often Ray thinks that in his head. I wonder if this is going to embolden. I was like, shut up, Biden. You're going to embolden yeah. people like Ray to talk over the top Just of Just a, yeah. Um, what a fucking shit show, man. I know everyone, that's that's the, officially the name for it. Yeah. <laughs> like even the media, even Dana, what's her face on CNN, called it a shit show. Yes. On TV. Jesus. Oh, my God. These it was are entertaining, though, I tell you. Yeah, well, I guess if you don't have a plan and you can't really out-debate the person, just ride roughshod and keep fucking talking. My girls have been talking ever since they developed the ability to talk, haven't shut up since. So it works for them. I think it worked for Trump the other night. Yeah. Just kept going. Um, uh, so back to your birthday. Yes. So you got a dildo right. and nothing else. Right. Uh, no, that was yeah. threesome, uh, blowjob, uh, anything. Um, there was a P- permission to stray. <laughs> there, Ray, there was a, a Ray stray. There was a threesome. There was oral gratification. Sadly, I was alone for both. Um, but you know, I get it. Everybody's busy, so um, it's just not as important as it used to be to these people. I, I don't. I don't matter to them. It, it's quite obvious uh, now. I got yeah. you though. Well, I got you, babe. Well, you briefly, for the next week you have. Babe. Right. And then? Um, well, it's my birthday. It's my 50th uh, a week from today. No, a week from tomorrow. Do you want a dildo thermos? And Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, well, Chrissy, Chrissy has booked me in for a skydive. Mm. Oh, dude. Rule number one, do not go to a banquet in your honor. Rule two, do not accept a skydive. Scheduled by a wife, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I could be wrong. I, you know, I could be wrong. She, she has been a little bit pushy with the whole. I think it's time you upgraded your life insurance recently. I, uh, I hadn't put those two things together, but that's uh, why I'm here, detective. You know, yeah. just coincidentally, this year I've started to make good money, right, uh, from the QAV right. podcast. 
she ups my life insurance and books me a skydive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, listen, if anything happens, right. you're my guy. You have to. Oh, I will. What, what you know, put on. Put on a put on a, a, a an over length raincoat, right? An old Russell raincoat. Check, and uh, get a cigar. Check, and just come over here and go. Um, one more question, ma'am, if you don't mind my asking. Uh, I couldn't help but notice. Just, just uh, one thing. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, 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 I just missed. Uh, just was one thing. Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah. The, 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 you were seen uh, cutting the cords on the on the on the uh, what do they call it? Parachute, yeah. not an umbrella. If he's jumping out of a plane with an umbrella, that's probably his own damn fault. But it was uh, the parachute. Yeah. What what was what was that all about? Is that real alligator um, suitcases I'm looking at? Are you going on a trip, man? Oh, world tour. Oh, well, good. I'm glad I caught you before you left. And then she says, "You're not Columbo." And then you rip off the wig uh-huh. and you completely bull, and you have a right. you have a lollipop, and you go, "Who loves your baby?" <laughs> And you go, he's transformed into Kojak. Several layers. Um, yes. So that's so happening. congratulations. I, I hope it's everything. Well, I hope you survive. But after that, then I hope it's everything you want it to be. Well, my, <coughs> my old friend Ian Kath, who's um, been a listener of uh, my podcast since the very beginning, uh, he uh, is a former skydiving instructor. Aha. I think he did that for 10 years. He's done like 10,000 jumps. Damn. I called him and I said, what do you, what, you know, tell me what I need to know. And he goes, look, the, the riskiest thing about skydiving is the drive to the airport. Wow. Wow. Um, you've got a bigger chance of getting hurt in a car than you do jumping out of a plane. And I guess there's... You see, there's yeah. like five levels of redundancy built into it. Like you said, like six or seven people need to make six or seven mistakes for, for anything God, to go so wrong. You, so. so you'll be here next week. Okay. And there's less COVID up there. Well, so good on you. No COVID. No COVID. COVID-free no COVID. zone. No COVID. All right. All, yeah. right. All right. We're CFZ, man. Are you? CFZ? Yeah. I did not know that. CFZ. We are currently mm. uh, not, but we're not working on it, so oh. it's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to Herd immunity. I mean, yeah, you'll lose 20 to 25% of your entire population, but when that herd immunity kicks in, fucking awesome. I hope mm. I make it. I, I well, hope I they, make it. But they're the losers anyway <laughs> that uh, you well, want to get rid of. I mean, they, they're the weak. Goes, you want to you goes without cull saying. the weak. That goes without you know, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Speaking of culling the weak. Yeah. Uh, this is Cold War episode 173. Uh, as we mentioned, like we haven't done a Cold War show for a long time because we had those two interviews right. that I did with the kids and uh, the former pilot, the students, not kids, the students right. from Slovenia and the uh, former Tito Air Force pilot Badass. who lives in Canberra. Thank you to those guys for all coming on and chatting with me. I enjoyed it um, and learnt a lot. But before that, last time you and I did a show, we were talking about the execution of Mahalovic yes. and the imprisonment of Stepanach hey. and yeah. uh, how they made Tito the object of loathing around the West. Cartoonists were depicting him as Hermann Goering <laughs> with a big fat body wearing a uniform with medals all over it. Right. Uh, editorial writers were calling him a, a puppet of Stalin, calling Yugoslavia satellite number one of the USSR. Yeah. Nobody, not a single observer in the West, had any inkling that Tito and Yugoslavia were about to depart the Soviet bloc. That. And that's what we're going to be talking about over the next few episodes, how Tito and Yugoslavia gave Stalin the middle finger. Right. And, up to, and up to a certain point, even Tito was himself surprised because he thought he was following the Stalin line. He's just, you know, trying to do it where he's at. And as we're going to find out, Stalin wants to know everything that's going on. If I can mention the Hermann Goering thing really quick, that's ironic because as he was in jail and he got weaned off those painkillers that he was on. He actually lost a lot of weight before he died. So he looked rather dashing in his uniform uh, before he was killed. So good for him. So I just think it's ironic. You're talking about 
Tito no, or Gary, Gary. He's the one who actually loses weight in jail. If, if you ever need to lose weight, boys and girls, um, jail's got uh-huh. an exercise, great exercise program. Uh, you stay awake at nights, uh, protecting your backside. Um, you're too nervous to eat. Probably drop a lot of weight in prison. That's what I've heard. I've actually got a cartoon in front of me um, of Tito dressed up as Hitler. Oh, oh, the whole fascist attack, accusation. Yeah, but this this was later on. This right. came from the Soviets, but uh, he's got like bare hands <laughs> and an axe, you... and he's dressed up as Hitler, and he's standing on Russia, and he's got blood dripping See, from him. That... That doesn't work because, as far as I know, bears can't hold axes. So, as far as you know, shame have you on ever, that. If you ever <laughs> given I, a bear an I axe, I have never witnessed. You might be surprised. That's all they're waiting <laughs> for. <laughs> I've never been attacked by a bear holding an axe. I'm going to just have to limit it to that lack of experience. <laughs> anyway, please continue. Now, the rise of Titoism as a separate form of communism from the one that was being practiced in the USSR at the time, Mm -hmm. was a blow to the Soviet Union and to the people around the world who believed that the Soviet form of communism was a historical movement Mm -hmm. that was going to reshape the human race. We, We have to remember that back in the late 40s, Supporters of Stalin and the Soviet Union really thought that the Soviet Union had it right, Stalin had it right. Right. And these guys were, you know, this form of communism was going to slowly uh, take over the world. And when I say take over the world, not like in an evil empire sense, but it was the liberation of the world from feudalism and capitalism and fascism. Uh, because of communism, and now you've got Tito and Yugoslavia going. Eh, we don't, we don't <laughs> think that's how you do it. Yeah. We think there's a different way to do communism, a better way of doing communism. Right, and uh, that that must have been incredibly disturbing and shocking to people in the Soviet Union and around the world. Richard West um, calls conversations with Stalin. The book by uh, Milovan Gilas, mm-hmm. one of the most important books of the century, because Gilas played a key role in Tito's break with Stalin, as we'll see, and therefore in the creation of what became known as Titoism. Right. He then went on to break with Tito, oh. becoming the first opponent of communism from inside the ranks of senior ranks of communism. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're going to talk a lot about Gilas and his role in this as well. He, you know, it's a great book, Conversations with Stalin. We've, we've used it before and talking about Stalin and talking about uh, Tito. Um, but when the partisans were first invited to Moscow in March of 1944, Tito sent Gilas. Right. He was the youngest of the, the triumvirate that was in control of the partisans. He sent them over there to lead the delegation, and, and he stopped off first on, at Cairo and Tehran, finally got to the Soviet Union, uh, spent a few weeks sort of touring around, get, having a look right. at the, uh, the, the, the devastation, I guess, yeah. that the uh, Soviet Union would have been at the time after the Nazis had uh, torched the place. Literally. We got to Moscow, got summoned to the Kremlin. Yeah. Um, now, Gilas in this book says that to him at the time, this is a quote, right. Stalin was something more than a leader in battle. Oh, he was yeah. the incarnation of an idea transfigured in communist minds into pure idea and therefore into something infallible and sinless. That's the way I know a lot of our <laughs> listeners think of me. Yes, um, yes. I, I, yeah. I just have to ask real quick. I'm sorry to mean to cut you off, but but Gilash, even though he's young, he, he, very well read young man, has got a, he's got an education or whatever. The idea of looking at Stalin and going, look, out of everybody, this guy made it work. He actually was able, you know, him and others were able to bring socialism, communism, whatever you want to call it, to a country. It's in charge of that country. I get that, but to somehow. Forget everything that you have ever learned about humanity and think that someone is infallible and sinless. I mean, 
I guess these guys were true patriots, true partisans, true communists to think that their leader was somehow a cut above the average, somehow a little bit more than just being human. I find that naive, but I guess at the time Stalin was one of the great men strutting across the stage at the at, at the end of World War II. I just find it strange yeah, that they, I, they abandon reason to a degree. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. I wonder how much of that is just the times. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about the way that Americans at the time thought about, I don't know, FDR or mm. um, how they thought about uh, uh, Truman or later on a Kennedy. Right. I wonder if there was this kind of uh, rose-coloured glasses view of world leaders back then right more than there is today but as you say it's kind of strange particularly for educated people to I said come on uh, come on yeah or or if it was just part of the communist uh, mythology ah, that they the saw, myth of stalin I mean, it's the yeah re- but it's it's kind of, it's it almost sounds like a religious thing yes right? yes like people think about a pope but of course Communists are mostly irreligious. They're atheists. Uh, it's part of communism. But, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is quite weird. But then again, as I said, that's how people often think of me. I know they're just yeah. uh, infallible, sinless. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. the incarnation yeah. of idea. And Tripod. like me. Right. <clears throat> when, when Gilas met Stalin, mm. he was massively disappointed. <laughs> um, no. Whenever a listener, whenever a listener, <laughs> yeah, says, "Hey, um, we'd love to catch up for a beer, a coffee, lunch." Cam, yeah, I'm in Brisbane, right? I go, sure, yeah, love to Lo- do it. Love we to. go out, we do it. Uh, I can see the look in their eyes. <laughs> the, it's it just goes, this: the light oh. goes out in their eye. Yeah, yeah. And uh, afterwards, <laughs> they let me pay the bill, and then uh, they cancel <laughs> their subscriptions, right. and, and you never, never hear from them again. Wow. Yeah. Hey. Um. Business 101, maybe you shouldn't meet so many of the listeners. Maybe that would, that's a good business model. Meet fewer people. Yeah. Yeah. None of them, not a single one <laughs> has ever sucked my dick. Like, <laughs> my, uh, you know. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's well, why you got into it. Actually, <clears throat> that's not true. I mean, to be honest, Chrissy <laughs> listened to the Napoleon show briefly before I met her. She sucked my dick at least once or twice. Um, I know you listen to the Napoleon show. Yes. You suck my dick a oh. lot. Uh, so, I mean, okay, a couple. Yeah, two, special yeah, cases. At least two. I mean, I walked up to you on my knees. But but if we can move on for a second. But before we jump on to the idea no. that... Yes. Is there... No. Yes. You were, you were fully standing and you still just came up to my dick. So. Okay. When Gias met Stalin, he wrote... Right. He had quite a large paunch... And his hair was sparse, though the scalp was not entirely bald. Oh, good. Sounds like you so far. His face was white with ruddy cheeks. Later, I learned that this coloration, so characteristic of those who sit long in offices, was known as the Kremlin complexion in high Soviet circles. Right. His teeth were black and irregular, (laughs) turned inward. Not even his moustache was thin. Thick or firm. Now, if I meet Stalin, right, and he doesn't have oh. a huge Magnum <laughs> PI mustache, I am going to be devastated. I guarantee right. you. When I meet I, Stalin in yeah. heaven after I die from skydiving next week, I expect him to have or a glorious, there. right? Yes, glorious Soviet mustache. Yes, because then you won't even want to look him in the face for the rest of eternity. Now I can't, dude. I can't look at you. I am. I am so let down. Someone bring in Tom Selleck. Yeah, no, because in every every rendering that you see of him, massive. I mean, you could set up a a, a a can of beer up on that mustache all on its own, and for him to walk into a room and go, aha. But I have read so many accounts that the aging that Stalin went through from June 22nd, 1941, at 5 a.m. in the morning when the war started, just, de- I mean, he survived, don't get me wrong, but it took years off his life, and there wasn't much left by the time the war was over. And this guy is just saying, yeah, he was a husk of a man. No, I think uh, you're right. I mean, I think that was a tough few years, and he's not a young man no. either. Um, and he's had a hard life, like even yes. before 
the Operation Barbarossa. I mean, uh, he'd been out in Siberia Prison. as a young man. Hell yeah. Health issues. Yeah. Health issues as a kid. Right. What he had? He had a, uh, an arm that didn't mm-hmm. work properly or and something. a leg. You know, he's yeah. revolutionary from a young man. Yeah. Tough. Like, he'd, he's had a tough life. Yeah. That's come Still, up to him. Um, yeah. I guess the point is, uh, don't don't meet your heroes. Right. Don't meet your exactly. heroes. Exactly. the point here. Exactly. Yeah. Bef- Whether it's Stalin or me, <laughs> just don't do it. Or at the very least, Cam's penis. But before we go on... Unless you're going to suck my dick. Unless you go- and then please get there as soon as you can. Don't look at the rest of me. <laughs> just the dick. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. So the many, your eyes. So many thoughts are coming. Anyway. But- you, know, you know how... Yeah, yeah, in movies, when a guy meets a hot girl and he's looking at her tits and she goes, up here, yeah. up here. <laughs> You're going to go down there. In my case, when you meet me, right? I'm going down there, <laughs> down there. Don't look Don't up here. Me. No, down there. No, it's all, trust me, I'm doing you a favor. Please stare at my penis. All right? Well, no. <laughs> Don't know. No, but you said something at the very beginning of the show that I wanted to comment on when you were talking about... Um, the idea of communism taking over, not in a violent way, but, but that people, like you said, a salvation people will find that it's a better form of government, whatever. But the point is, the Soviet Union and all these satellite states have to survive long enough for this to take place. And you've already got the West lining up around the United States. And now these various countries have to come together. And it's going to be trying to string federations together or trying to get a, a bunch of allies and understand who's going to protect who and who's got the resources, that's actually going to add to some of this division. So Tito's got a plan for his country. Stalin's got a plan for every one of those countries. And yet those two are not going to line up very well. And it, and, it, and it's fascinating to watch Tito remain strong in the in the presence of Stalin to go, nope, I know what I want to do for my country and I'm heading that way. And fuck me if he doesn't accomplish a lot more than what, what a lot of other leaders who tried to stand up to Stalin was able to do. Indeed. But when he gets back to Yugoslavia, Zilas yeah. in Borba, the official newspaper of the Yugoslav Communist Party, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't mention his disappointment with no, Stalin. Good call. Uh, doesn't mention the mustache, doesn't <laughs> mention the black teeth. Right. Um, good call. Uh, yeah. But he said that Stalin had caring, yellowish-brown eyes and an expression, though stern, of beautiful, simple serenity. Psychopath. Um, Hello. Yeah. Who? Stalin. Stalin? Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, kill you. I could kill you. You could live. I really don't care. Um, If you want to say that serenity, serenity now. Yeah, that's serenity now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care if you kill you, die. not kill you. Yeah. I'm Whatever. okay either way. It's a Monday yeah. for me. Now, at this and uh, his following meeting, Stalin said that the partisans should try to conceal the fact that they planned a communist revolution. He said, "What do you want with red stars on your caps?" Yeah, showing. And just tried to say, "Well, look, they're already a popular symbol." He's like, "Ah, you're just trying to show off." He said that he didn't want them to scare the British right. off by displays of communism because this is 44. They still need to win the war. They still need to defeat the Nazis. Um, need the British on side. He's like, ixnay on the communism, K, okay? Just just uh, Tone it down. keep it under wraps. Yeah, yeah a little t- less red. That's right. A little less red. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. We don't want to scare these people. A little less communism, <laughs> a little more action, please. All this communism ain't satisfaction in me. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Mac Davis, the writer of that song, oh, died yesterday. Yes. Love me I'd never that. heard the name. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he wrote A Little Less Conversation, In the Ghetto, and Don't Cry Daddy for Elvis. Wow. Uh, three of Elvis's greatest late career hits, written by Mac Davis. Yes. He also wrote for himself, Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're right. perfect in every way. <laughs> I can't wait to look in the mirror because I get better looking each day. To know me is to love me. I must be a hell of a man. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble. But I'm doing the best that I can. My grandfather used to sing that song. I told Chrissy this, and she goes, really? yeah, everybody's grandfather used to sing that song. Um, 
Great song. And I think Stalin liked that song. I think Tito liked that song. They were big fans of Mac Davis. Um, but apparently he had a TV show in the US. He was a country yes. hall of famer, country music hall of famer. I'd never heard the name. Did you know the name Mac Davis before he died yesterday? In, yes, in the early... Well, before I mentioned him 10 mid, seconds ago? Yes, mid-70s, I saw him in a movie. I didn't know who he was. I knew he was a singer because my mom was a big fan. Uh, she was into the uh, denim shirt, unbuttoned, hairy chest thing. Anyway, he's in a store. He's in a grocery store in a movie, and he just goes around to the store. In the various aisles, he gets some bread. He goes to the meat section. He throws some, grabs a piece of meat, throws it on the uh, the bread, goes to get some mayo, and, and, <laughs> and he just and he just eats the sandwich as he's going through the store. And I, I turn on my mom and like, I didn't know you could do that because I was so hungry every time we went in the store. I had to wait till we got home. She goes, no, you can't. But he did it. Uh, it it's obviously a Mac Davis thing that the rest of us can't do. But I was a little kid. I thought that is the coolest thing I will ever see. Just fucking make a sandwich, eat it right there in the store. He's my hero. Yeah. Well, R.I.P. Mac Davis. Thank you yes. for the music. <clears throat> What a badass, as yeah. you say. <clears throat> now, Stalin said, yeah, don't, don't frighten off the British. He said, perhaps you think... Perhaps you think just because we are allies of the English, we have forgotten who they are and who Churchill is. There's nothing they like better than to trick their allies. And Churchill... Churchill is the kind of man who will pick your pocket of a Kopeck if you don't watch him. Yes, pick your pocket of a Kopeck. Roosevelt's not like that. He digs in his hand only for bigger coins and uh, likes to do the reach around, likes to cup the balls, a little tug on the dick. Gives you that look in the eye, so, kiss on the cheek. So, you know, hello. he's in a wheelchair. Right. Best he, he doesn't have much uh, pleasure. But Churchill <laughs> will do it for a Kopeck. Oh. So the uh, the famous Churchill will pick your pocket for a Kopeck. Right. Kopeck for people who don't remember is like, I don't know, a cent or something in uh, Russia at the time. Yes. Uh, that's where it comes from what he said to uh, Gias when he went there in '44. And picking up with Gilash, after he leaves the meeting with Stalin, he leaves Moscow, like you said, I mean, he's even more convinced of Stalin's greatness. This guy is one in a million. It's a good thing we've got him on our side. And he writes nice things about Stalin. Like you said, Stalin loves that. But then there's going to come the time that I think we've already mentioned when the Yugoslavs, when the when the partisans had been attacking the Russians for raping their women, which Stalin did not really think that was a big, uh, big problem at all. So there are going to be moments when Stalin is miffed with him. So it's not just a complete love relationship. But, um, and we don't have to really go into this, but there was one part when um, Gilash's wife goes to Moscow and Stalin, I, I think he just can't let things go or he, he finds different ways to torment you. He says kind of mean things about Gilash to his wife. And at one point he kisses Gilash's wife on the cheek or whatever. And then he goes, oh, 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 I hope I'm not going to be accused of rape. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, he, this guy can just keep sticking it in your side. And that's kind of who he is. And, and that's who... Tito and Gilash have to deal with. They have to deal with Stalin when he's at his best and when he's at his worst. Yeah, he's a bit like Trump in a debate. That's right. Um, <laughs> I'm grabbing the pussy. Ranty I'm, I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm ranting, yeah. whatever. whatever you, I can do it all. I can do it all. Ranty drunk uncle at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> um, he said to Gilash's wife, and such an army was insulted by no one else but Gias, Gias, of whom I could have at least expected such a thing, a man who I received so well, and an army which did not spare its blood for you. Oh. Does Gias, who himself is a writer, not know what human suffering and the human heart are? Can't he understand that if a soldier who has crossed thousands of kilometers through blood and fire and death has fun with a woman or takes some trifle? Jesus. That's what you want. You want someone explaining in a delicate matter the concept of rape to your wife. He's mansplaining. <laughs> and then he, then as you said, he gave her a kiss, said he hoped it wouldn't be, she wouldn't be accused of rape. And then he said, listen, if you want to know the difference between this and rape, I'm here next for you. time I'll invite Berea, I'll invite Berea to dinner. And then you'll see how, uh, you yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he'll get you some flowers. Yeah, very nice, very nice flowers. 
Oh, my God. Now, when Gias returned to Moscow with Tito in March of 1945, he yeah. got needled a lot by Stalin. He accused him of being a German because he preferred to drink beer rather right. than vodka. Then he forced Gias to toast the Red Army. And he was just sticking it into Gias yeah. at every given opportunity. And at this point, Gias and Tito are starting to get a little bit tired. Gias is like, won't you just shut up, man? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh. shut up, you clown. Yeah. But, but Yeah, you clown. Don't you find it quite clever? Stalin could have just went after Tito, but then it's one head of state versus another head of state, and that's ugly, but let me bitch slap your man, Tito, in front of you, and you can't do fuck all about it because you're not exactly sure where you stand with me. I mean, it's brilliant of Stalin to try to slap these two down without directly going at Tito because, again, they're getting just a little too independent for him, and that's not going to stop anytime soon. Well, he didn't like communists uh, that he's supporting criticizing the army that's supporting them. No, he's not wrong. That just rubbed him <laughs> the wrong way. We, we, li- we well, helped liberate your ass, literally. And we liberated all those yeah, countries around you, and yeah. now you're giving a shit? I don't think so. Well, uh, in early 1945, the Russians sent a film crew oh, into good. Belgrade to make a film about the partisans called In the Mountains of Yugoslavia. <laughs> I think Mac Davis wrote the theme song for that. In <laughs> uh, mountains of Yugoslavia, I saw it all. Are killing the Nazis. <laughs> um, <laughs> the actor playing Tito was given the the major role, of course, right. uh, but the script included a Russian acting as a guardian angel <gasps> to the partisans. Oh, shit. After seeing the film, uh, Tito was enormously pissed off. Yes. And, uh, you know, thought, well, this is the way that they see me. I'm just a oh, puppet who's being point. told what to do by the Soviets. Yeah. Uh, and then later they found out that the film crew were <laughs> actually setting up a secret Russian spy network across oh, Yugoslavia. Shit. <laughs> they would hold, every day after they wrapped filming, they would throw orgies. As you do. Um, would, re- would leave the cameras running, record <gasps> the orgy. Oh, my God. And then use it as a honeypot to blackmail the participants, including one of Tito's bodyguards... Damn. who was um, there to help manage the dog that was <laughs> playing the role of uh, Tiger. Mm-hmm. Was it Tiger? I think it was the name of uh, yes. Tito's yes. dog. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the real Tiger. No, it was, it was the second this one. This is the dog that nearly... It's the one that nearly attacked uh, Churchill. Right. Good dog. Um, they 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 had to get the bodyguard there. Then the bodyguard got involved in the orgy. They got the video of the orgy. And uh, used it to blackmail him. So one of Tito's bodyguards had been blackmailed by the Russians. And we've told the story before about how a Russian tried to get a young young partisan uh, woman, a cryptographer, to be a spy. She blew the whistle to the Central Committee. Tito was furious. I mean, that's that's very uncool when you're being spied on by your own allies. Yeah. I mean... We we are completely loyal to you. We're as far as we know, we're towing the line, and this is the way you think it. So so the point is, in early 1945, Tito's Central Committee starts to hear about these spy networks being set up, and again, it just blows them away. Um, we trust you. We are allies. We fought and we bled together, and now you're spying on us. I can see you spying on Britain, but why in the fuck? I guess you don't trust us. So there's already little cracks forming between Stalin and Tito. Well, I think these are big cracks at this okay. stage. Bigger um, ones are coming. And but the yeah. Soviets also learned to yeah. yeah. They learned to play off the Serbs and the Croats against each other oh, to get yes. sort of inside info. And of course then the tensions increased even more in 1945 when Tito was forced to withdraw his troops from Austria and Trieste. So he said afterwards that today's Yugoslavia is no object for bartering and bargaining. Oh, Now, this is because he knew that Stalin gave up Trieste for getting more of Germany right. in his negotiations with uh, the US and the UK. So it's Tito no lost territory yes. so Stalin could get 
more territory. Uh, and, you know, he's pissed about this. Yeah, it's a one-way now, when street. Stalin heard about, Sorry. when Stalin heard about Tito's speech, mm-hmm. which he knew was directed at him, yes. he was annoyed. He told the Yugoslavs if there were any further, further criticisms of Russia or him, they would publicly disavow Tito. Oh, my God. Uh, kick him out of the common form, the international movement of communists. Right. So that is where it escalated to. And then there was the issue of Albania. So another issue, another issue that's coming up at this point is the Treaty of Friendship between Yugoslavia and Albania. And what they're, they're having these agreements and what they want to do to stimulate their economies as fast as they can and as well as they can is they're going to merge their economies. Obviously, Yugoslavia is the larger of the two countries. And so this is going to, let's be honest, this is going to benefit Yugoslavia a lot more than it's going to benefit Albania. It's kind of like how Soviet Russia is treating Yugoslavia because every time there's a deal, it doesn't seem to quite work out for Tito and his people. It seems to benefit Russia a lot more. And that's kind of what they're doing to Albania. But still, the idea is that they're coming together they're going to form something. The, some of the Albanians feel like they're going to lose some of their freedom. Are they going to lose the ability to make economic decisions? And there's going to be paranoid stalling going, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you're making this agreement on the surface, what don't I know as far as kind of any secret protocols beneath this? So th- this should be a simple economic policy, but because of the times and the, the people that we're dealing with, it sets off a lot of hackles and everybody's starting to mistrust everybody else. So Albania, for people who are geographically ignorant, sits uh, to the west of the heel of Italy's boot. Mm. Back then, it was in between Yugoslavia in the north and Greece in the south. And there's a civil war going on in Greece at the time, as we know. The Greek communists are trying to fight for control of Greece. Uh, The British are in there supporting the Greek royalists against the communists. Tito and the Albanians had been working on this deal with Yugoslavia to support them in case the Greek war wandered over their border into (laughs) Albania. Right. Oh, and and, Uh, as well as the economic cooperation. Right. And the Greek uh, communist insurgency started up again in May of 1946. So you're right. So Albania is worried they don't have the wherewithal to defend themselves in case the fighting starts coming their way. Tito's like, hey, I've got a bunch of experienced uh, battle hardened guys. I can take care of you. So, again, this sounds like one communist country trying to protect another, but it's not going to sound that way to some people in Moscow. Or even in Albania, one of the Albanian communists who was against the deal Mm -hmm. committed suicide (sighs) in protest. Damn. Um, Yeah, damn. Now, Stalin then summoned Gias to Moscow for a chat. When he arrived, uh, he gave him a hard time. Now, Gias later said that he thinks this was an attempt to create a divide between Gias and Tito. Yeah. um, That Stalin was trying to separate them. Now, Cardelge was also summoned, as was Tito. Cardelge went, Tito uh, pulled a Savonarola, (laughs) said, oh, listen, I I would love to come. But uh, not feeling well. Things are flaring um, up, and are quite convinced. Right, quite convinced that if I go there, I'll oh. feel even worse. So, <laughs> right, um, or w- won't feel anything at all ever again. <laughs> he remembers what happened to the former leader of the Yugoslav oh, Communist right. Party when he went to Moscow. He didn't yeah. come back. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't go. Gias got there. Stalin said, so members of the Central Committee in Albania are killing themselves over you. This is very inconvenient. Very inconvenient. Damn. <laughs> yeah. When Gias tried to explain the situation, Stalin cut him off and said, look, we're happy for you to swallow Albania. And yeah. then, and I love this, right. stuck all of the fingers of his right hand into his yeah. mouth. And went, (laughs) swallow it, swallow it, take it, take it all. (laughs) And then when that wasn't enough, he pulled out his laptop and queued up two girls, one cup. He said, look, watch this. 
you understand what I mean about swallowing? <laughs> then he pulled out he pulled out Goatsy just for right. the hell of it. Because yeah, Jess was like, "Wait, what's what's that got to do with swallowing?" He goes, <laughs> oh. "Well, it's nothing, but I just like it. It always makes me laugh." That's how I like to end meetings, Goatsy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, but you're right. I mean, um, Gilash is like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You've got us all wrong. We're trying right. to help him out. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have he didn't have a picture of Goatsy either. Stalin had no. guys <laughs> that were trained, highly trained, grab to come it, into the room. Grab your buttocks just right. Yes. Yeah. Pull yeah. Hard. And get that prolapse. Yeah. They, 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 well, the training is mostly to get the prolapsed uh, anus. Because oh no Goatsy without a prolapsed anus, it's got to be out there. <laughs> Then you pull it out. And you know, it's all part of the, ex, the goatsy experience. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so oh, it, speaking of which, yes, yes. On your birthday, yes. I sent you some semi-naked photos of Chrissy putting suntan oil on at the beach. I appreciate that. And uh, I accidentally told Chrissy, and um, oh, like she was no. telling Hunter. Yeah, no. And then Chrissy she, was there, uh, and she yes. heard. And she demanded that I see it, and she was furious. Right. And said, what, what am I going to say if Heather f- sees those? How am I going to explain that? I go, well, you say Cameron did it. That's how you explain that's it. That's how I explain everything. You, you know, you say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Cameron's fault. That's what you do. <laughs> What's she going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Tell Ray he can't work with me anymore? And, yeah, well, and come a, on. And as far as what I did with those photos, you know, What's done is done. Mm. Let's mm. let's move on. Let's move forward. What's next? So don't tell her not to worry about it. And yet, what's, thank what's you. What's done is all over the curtains. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all, You're welcome. It's yeah. I, why, and uh, moved on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I said, happy birthday. Here, have some photos of my wife. And I said, so happy I birthday to myself. So thank you. <laughs> Listen to Chrissy. Look, he's an old man. He's not getting any. No. Uh, no. You know, we just got to do, do something nice. Do right. something nice. It is my birthday. Yeah. 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 So. It's his birthday. Make I'm, him happy. T- t- tell her if it makes her feel any better. I'm really looking forward to my next birthday. Hopefully I'll get some more photos. So it's, I'm actually looking forward to my next birthday now. Gias told Stalin, no, no, it's not like that. We're not swallowing up. We're just offering support. And Stalin went, do it. Do it. it. Take it. Come over to the dark side. I don't care. Yeah. But Stalin wasn't going to fall for that. He goes, like, you're bullshit. You're swallowing it. Swallow it. Swallow it. Yeah, swallow it. (laughs) Take it. (laughs) Then... Stalin summoned an old friend of Tito's from Bulgaria to Moscow to explain why the Bulgarians were talking about forming a customs union of their own with Romania. This guy was named Dmitriov. Uh, He was eviscerated by Stalin for (laughs) colouring outside of the lines. You don't go and start forming your own economic packs without asking my permission. I am the global leader of communism. You ask my permission before you, you know, jump. I say jump, you say how high. Jump, (laughs) how high, jump, how high. I say raise your hands in the sky. Hi, what? Um, So really he's attacking Tito indirectly by attacking his friend for doing what Tito was doing. And then... He right. called for a federation of Yugoslavia, Bulgaria, and Albania. This is the federation that should be created, and the sooner the better. Right away, if possible, tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow, if possible. Agree Damn. on it immediately. He really does start sounding like Trump here. Yeah. He's just like... Fucking do it. Just randomly coming up with ideas and wanting it done tomorrow. Like, right. uh, just because he thinks it sounds cool. Yeah. Now, we're, we're talking about February of, of 1948 here. And you're right. Um, Stalin is dropping the hammer. There's been too many independent moves by these pissant little countries. No, bitches, you check with me. And, and if I could take your federation thing, he starts giving everybody a federation. It's like, Oprah, you get a federation and you get a federation. Because now he's going... You know what? I want a federation between Poland and Czechoslovakia. I want a, um, a federation between uh, Romania and Hungary. Hungary, but Gilash is now maybe not so 
enamored of Stalin because he's like, you know, I think you want us to form these um, federations and then you're going to attach various parts of the uh, the Soviet Russia to them. And then suddenly you are in direct control. So again, I think Stalin has had enough of these independent movements by these people and he's trying to come up with a series of events, not only to attack Tito indirectly, but to get these satellite states under control. Then Stalin started attacking Kardelj for sending the Yugoslav army into Albania. Albania. Without asking Stalin's permission. Exactly. And that's what this is Me really about. Me mispronouncing Albania. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Go for it. Make it a new country. So there's lots of yelling and posturing on both sides. It's, you know, um, Gilas again was like, just shut up, man. And <laughs> Kardelj called him a clown. <laughs> And uh, it was a shit show. Yeah. After this Uh-oh. meeting, Jia yes. said he felt empty and bitter. As soon as he and Kardelj could get out of Moscow, they said they felt a, a massive amount of relief, even though they didn't feel like they were threatened physically because they were leaders right. of uh, a yeah. communist country. Not Still. that that would stop him, as we'll see moving forwards. But anyway, you know, they, they didn't feel... Physically threatened. It was just the abuse from Stalin. Right. Uh, when they got back to Yugoslavia, Tito convened a meeting of the Politburo and uh, they started to talk about what they're going to do about Russia. Now, one of the guys who was there, a guy yeah. called Shretin Zhuzhevich, he was one of the uh, Politburo at the time, an economics expert. Mm-hmm. He was very, very pro-Soviet. And he took extensive notes on everything that was said and who said it and passed that on to the Soviet embassy. Of course, it got back to Stalin, which is just going to make things even worse. Yeah, because here's Tito saying, look, I can't get Stalin to make a decent trade agreement with me. We're hurting economically. The whole Albanian question, I mean, yeah, I sent troops without checking with him, but I thought I was doing a good thing. I thought I was following the Stalinist line by protecting or trying to help the Greek communists in their in their uh, kerfuffle, their civil war. I thought I was doing right. Stalin's pissed with me. This is getting out of hand, and all this is getting back to Stalin. So... Holy shit. Now, just for a minute, let's stop and think about Stalin's perspective. I mean, yes, he's being a bully and a tyrant here, even with his own allies and friends, but got to keep in mind that it's a very delicate ballet that Stalin is doing at this stage. Soviet Union has been destroyed, like literally fucking wiped out by the Nazis in the Mm -hmm. war. Um... 20 million people dead, economically ruined, uh, socially ruined. Um, and he's got an alliance that he's trying to keep together with the West, right? The British and the Americans. He's got, you know, the I mean, by this stage in 1945, uh, when he's having the big fights with these guys, um, you know, the war against the Nazis is over, but he's still. A, trying to prevent the uh, Americans and the British from attacking him. He knows the Americans have a bomb or nearly have a bomb. Oh, yeah. Uh, that could be a bad thing. So he doesn't want to piss them off. Uh, he, he's still probably angling for uh, deals where he can get a lot of economic support from the Americans or take a lot of stuff out of the the breakup of Germany that's going to Mm -hmm. rebuild the country, and he needs the support of the West for that. The last thing he needs is a communist army just uh, (laughs) wandering around Eastern Europe. That's true. And getting getting involved or threatening to get involved in the war in Greece where Britain... Remember the old percentages deal? Oh, yeah. He gave Britain Greece in the percentages deal. So, uh, you know, he, he's, he's sticking to his word. He's not going to get involved in that. Right. He can't have somebody that's part of the communist international getting involved in fucking with the British because right. uh, that, that's going to have ripple effects. So yeah. I understand Stalin's perspective here. It's like, motherfuckers... Yeah, I'm. There's a bigger deal. This isn't just about Greece. It's not just about you and your your economy. I am trying to juggle a whole bunch of fucking balls right now. 
and <clears throat> you're, 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 by not checking in with me, you're right. fucking with my balls. Right. Now, usually, I like it when somebody fucks with my balls, but not when I'm juggling them, honestly. And I'm, on a, I'm standing on the top of a 50-foot pole uh, in a very windy day, and no there's lava pits below me. Right, sharks. And sharks with freaking lasers <laughs> on their freaking heads. And crocodiles. And you're right. fucking with my balls. Can you just, you know, so uh, fair point, just check in with me before you do this shit because you're, you're fucking shit up. Yes, everything you said was true. However, when you have something like a war and you have complete breakdown of society, there are going to be people that rise up through that crap, whatever you want to call it. And yes, maybe they're psychopaths or whatever. I don't know. But they're also people who have pulled themselves up by the bootstraps. Because remember, Stalin ignored Tito for years during the war. Tito thinks of his, as himself as a man of destiny. He, he sees himself as the leader of his country. So yes, I'm, I, I acknowledge Stalin's um, achievements. I acknowledge that he helped win the war. I get all that. But Tito was not going to give up everything that he wants, everything that he thinks he should do for his country because Stalin says so. So you have... You, I don't know. You have personalities. You have a, you have a clash of personalities, a battle of person, a battle of the wills. And Tito was not just going to sit there and take this shit. So Stalin doesn't have to recognize that, but it might help him if he did. Kind of needs to work on his people skills, just just a bit, just a smidge. Who, Tito or Stalin? Stalin, Stalin. Oh yeah. Well, no, I think he's got good people skills. Like what he's learned is if he if he <laughs> if he buggers up a relationship with someone, he just has what? them executed. Or send to a gulag. Oh, you know, that'd, be, that'd be so sweet. Just know, check it off if you list. don't. That's how I like it. If you don't right. like me, go to jail. Go directly to jail. Wow. Do not pass. Okay. Go. Do not collect 200. Good to know. Now, in this meeting of the Politburo, Tito outlined all of the disagreements they've been having with the Soviet Union, uh, as you said, and declared that the relations between the two countries have reached an impasse. And Tito then said, if they continue such a policy towards us, I will resign. Now, Gias wrote in his book, probably no one there was naive enough to take this threat seriously, certainly not I. He threw it out to test us, to see if anyone would approve of his resignation as the most sensible way out. But everyone, except for Zhuzhevich, who was noticeably silent, cried out against any such idea, and Tito did not mention it again. Now, this is the second time Gias has heard Tito offer his resignation. The first we mentioned in an earlier episode was back in December 1941 when the partisans were driven out of Serbia. Mm. Moscow was still supporting the Chetniks. Yeah. Tito uh, offered to resign. Right. Uh, and But now in February 1948, Tito feels strong enough to stand up to the Russians. But I have to give a shout-out... Right. To uh, anally retentive listener Seth Peden, <laughs> Peden, Peden, right. who sent me an email uh, correcting a comment I made on the oh. earlier episode because when I we were talking about that last time, I said, I don't think, I said this says a lot about Tito's character that he offered to resign. I said, I don't think Stalin ever offered to resign. Mm. And he sent me a list of four uh, instances where Stalin did offer to resign, going back to the, I think, the 20s. Right. And as late as 1952, Stalin oh, apparently offered to how, resign. How sincere could he have uh, been in 1952? Come on. Come on. Well, no, I think uh, I've read the account of it, and it uh-huh. sounds pretty sincere. He was very, He was very ill. He was very sick. And uh, even his mustache couldn't wouldn't grow properly, <laughs> and you know we all know that, like yeah. Donald Trump's hair, Stalin's mustache was the actually an alien life form that uh, power attached source. itself to yes. him symbiotically. Yes. Yeah, power source, and it actually controlled him. It had a little tube that right. went uh, up his nose and into his brain, like a like one of those wasps that sticks its stinger into the head, the brain of a. Uh, oh, fucking yeah. uh, cockroach and takes control right. of the cockroach. Uh, that was Stalin's mustache. <laughs> That'd be a great movie. We should do a movie what about it? that. Okay. St- Stalin's at s- he's at seminary one day. Young man, very pious. Right. Wants to be a priest. Yeah. Pacifist. Vegan. <laughs> uh, loves uh, en- Enya. Tree hugger. Um, gotcha. Mate. Yeah. Mate. 
makes his own, you know, coffee beans and, uh, you know, he's environmentally sustainable. Um, <laughs> Sends out positive vibes. One day. Right, right. Yeah. One day he's out in the, out in the woods um, uh, ah. meditating, praying to God. Sure. And mm. this, uh, you see this mustachey type thing crawling along the ground, <laughs> evil dead style, uh, mm. crawls along the ground, climbs up and attaches itself to his uh, right. uh, upper lip, so, takes control of him, right. turns him into the Stalin we all know and love. Did, and here's right. the thing, uh, <laughs> the name the name of right. the uh, alien race right. is actually Stalin. That's the name of the that's, alien race. That's gotcha. when he changed his name to Stalin. Right. Because that's, you know, and uh, back at home on planet Stalin... <laughs> uh, Stalani, Stalinia, they're all watching this. They're all wrapped. We see right. it from the that's we it, see it from the point of view in real time of people at home in Stalinia. Right? Yeah, it's a reality show. <laughs> they Popcorn. send out. Oh, I want this mustaches. Yes, around the universe, uh, and it's whoever can take over the biggest part of a planet by. Uh, <laughs> Symbiotically attaching yourself to a host right. subject, that's that's the that's the reality show, and you you you, you know you win. Yes. Um, Do you know? And in fact, uh, the yeah. winner uh, right. was uh, in in that round of the <laughs> of the series was uh, the I, our Stalin Earth One Stalin, I, or are we Earth Two Earth Two Stalin? I've got so much to learn. I. I just, I'm just honored to be here. The first person that Stalin kills was actually the first person that said, hey, yesterday you didn't have a mustache, and now you've got this giant mustache that you can use a badger in. Uh, I had to kill him. Had to kill him. So, you know, yeah. Anyway. And then it killed yeah. him became Actually, easier. when... when- when he killed, when people were executed, it was actually Stalin's mustache that it, would detach. I'm not surprised. At night, when Stalin was asleep, right. and it would scurry away uh, to the prisons and have <laughs> execute people himself. Yeah, and then the orgies. But we can we'll work on that later. That's that's fine. Where does a mustache kill people? Uh, does it like it goes in their throat? Does it just pull the trigger off. on a gun? Or oh, yeah. chokes oh, them. Oh, yeah. chokes them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They, they see it and they go, oh, look at you, cute little mustache. And then it enlarges and it gets bigger and bigger and then it wraps oh. itself around them. And they turned on. strangled to death. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I share too much sometimes. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, so t- apart from Zhuzhevich's yeah. Yeah. report to Moscow, nobody else in the meeting that day mentioned anything publicly about the tensions with the Soviets. Oh. And the only hint of it in the entire world, as far as I know, yes, appeared in the French newspaper Le Figaro uh-huh. on the 12th of February, 1946, I think, in an article from uh, Bucharest. Mm-hmm. A reporter there had noticed workmen taking down the picture of Tito. Oh, the p- pictures of Tito up on the wall celebrating yes. Tito, etc. No, tea time. Um, Gone. These, uh, yeah. Actually, this would have been 1948. 12th of February, 1948, not 46, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, huh, they're taking down Tito's picture. I wonder what that could mean. <laughs> and Tito, when he finds about it, it absolutely devastates him because he's like, you know, Everything's coming unraveled. Who are my friends anymore? Why are they taking down my photos? What have I done to them? I'm just trying to help. So, again, I think he was insincere when he offered to resign, but this does hurt him. It does affect him because it's like, how is this happening? And more importantly, what is going on? What, what does this portend? He invites his friend and future biographer, Vladimir Zhezhier, to his house for a chat. Now, Zhezhier wasn't in the highest echelons of the Politburo, wasn't at the crisis meeting. Right. So he didn't know anything about this, but he could tell, he said, as soon as he got there, that Tito, something was wrong. Look yeah. in his eye. Um, and Tito asked him about his pictures being removed from Romania. You must have heard about this. What, what do you think it all means? Told him that his relationship with the Soviets was souring. Yeah. Um, and this might have been a way of sort of testing 
with his closest friends, yes. how they would react to the idea that Yugoslavia might pull away from the Soviet Union. While he was having this conversation, uh, his inner circle, the other members of the Politburo, were testing out the idea with the leadership of the other communist republics. Uh, listen, uh, if we were to... Uh, <laughs> Theoretically. You know, it's, it's, it's not you, it's me <laughs> with uh, Stalin. Uh, if you, would, you know, you what you, how would you feel about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah. Mummy and Daddy are getting a divorce. <laughs> Who do you like? Uh, which uh, one do you love the most? Daddy's got a Who sports car, right? Mm. Yeah. Mummy's mm. um, got a gulag. No, but I mean, you can have friends, you can have loyal followers, but I don't blame Tito for doing these little tests now and then because I can be your friend, I can be your coworker, but when you're talking about a possible break with Stalin, he needs to know who's going to be on his side. So this, for lack of a better word, process has begun. Mm, it's putting up a test balloon or troll yes. balloon, like when Roger Stone said a few weeks ago, eh, I think Trump should just not resign the presidency if he loses. or shouldn't leave the White, White House take even it. if he loses. Fucking I think it. he should just stay there. Yeah. yeah, yeah just a yeah. test balloon, see how people react. No, um, it doesn't matter. So okay. then... Yeah. Yeah. So then they were having another meeting of the Politburo when news came in... Mm-hmm. That uh, well, first of all, uh, this is on the twentieth of March, sixty-eight. Tito told the Politburo that Moscow was recalling Brilliant. its military instructors from Yugoslavia. Right. Then, during the meeting, they got news that the Soviet economic experts were also pulling out. A lot of pulling uh, out. Tito, a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. And when Stalin pulls out, he doesn't wipe his dick on the curtains. Do you know where he wipes it? Where? On the mustache. Just because uh, I can. It on the mustache carries carries that yeah. around. Carries the scent. <laughs> he likes the scent. I know how you around. smell. Yeah. yeah. Hard. Anyway, he comes up, goes up to people and go, "Give, give Stalin a big kiss. Go on, give me a big kiss." Oh, oh, God. Do you smell your mom? Yeah, I do. What's that? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's crusted all over my mustache. <laughs> That's hot. It's not a, I call it a, it's not a mustache. It's a crustash. It's a crustash because <laughs> it's crusty. There you go. Crustash. I just want to call mine from now on. Yeah. A crustash. So... Uh, Tito wrote a very yes. mild letter back Aww. to Stalin, yeah. denied that the Yugoslavs oh. had been unfriendly, yeah, that they distrusted them, or that they kept them under surveillance. Yeah. Yeah. Mix up. It's yeah. a whoopsie. It's a whoopsie. We can fix this, Stalin. Mm. Maybe. But the Soviet reply, which was addressed to Comrade Tito and the other members of the Central Committee, was signed by Molotov and Stalin in that order, accused oh. the Yugoslav Communist Party of a lack of democracy, something that oh, is very important to Stalin. That's right. <laughs> democracy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, and <laughs> said that the right. Yugoslav Communist Party was an organisation that could not be regarded as Marxist, Leninist or Bolshevik <sighs> Holy shit. It mentioned by name four questionable Marxists in the leadership, including Zsiar Sadrankovic, and warned that the political career of Trotsky is quite instructive. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. I'd hate to see anything bad happen four, to you. Yeah. The four people who, yeah, <laughs> lock up <laughs> your ice picks. The... Um, <laughs> The four people who were named offered immediately offered their resignations and Tito said, oh, no, I know what they want, to smash our central committee, first you, then me. Right. i got to come up with a Tito voice. Somebody said, like, it's mm. like Joe Pesci. I don't know, right. i got to come up with that. It's like, I, don't know, I can't do Joe Pesci unless it's kind of like that. Like, it's got to be kind of like, uh, oh, you think right. I'm funny, do I amuse you? Maybe that's my Tito voice. Oh, I don't know, you, I know what they want. 
The Smash Out Central Committee. First you, then me. Ah, is that what they want? You think that's funny? I, do I amuse you? Do I make you laugh? No, explain it to me. I'd like to understand. Why am I funny? Why do I make you laugh? Um, e- even the date of the letter, 27th of March, 1948, was seen as an insult yeah. because it was the seventh anniversary of the coup d'etat in protest against the alliance with Hitler when the yes. crowd in Belgrade attacked the German tourist office and tore up the swastika flag and all the SS stuff. Now, uh, you know, it was that defiance of Hitler which led to the invasion and the breakup of Yugoslavia, one and a half million Yugoslavs dead. And uh, now Stalin and Molotov are sending them a letter basically uh, saying, you're not even really communists. But but I hope Stalin remembers and, and um, whatever. I know he's got to do, be the big man, but the Yugoslavs in general and certainly the Serbs, yeah, they don't take kindly to threats. It, um, so we'll see what happens. But the point is that the letter campaign has already started. First, there's denials, but clearly uh, they're pushing each other's buttons. Something's got to happen because I don't see either one of these men, for their various reasons, backing down. And so Tito wrote a letter back to Stalin which said... The anus is now closed. <laughs> Stalin's like, I'll decide when the anus is closed. An iron curtain has descended across the...